We back for another episode, Stuck in My Thoughts podcast, brought to you by Baumhauer Sports and Grill. As always, I'm your host, Justin Stuckey, and I'm joined with some interesting guys today. First off, we got the Jumbotron man, Mr. Dylan Carwell. We got the best recruiter in NCAA, Mr. T. Reed. And we got the guy who says he runs a 4-3, Tout Holder. Oh, <laughs> hello. Did you run it? I did not. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Well, everybody in this circle has a lot in common. First off, everybody either has or is a collegiate athlete. You know, T. Reed and Ty, you guys both went D1 and both played in the pros. Dylan, you and I are both in the collegiate level right now. But the also thing we have in common is that we're both, we're all African-American athletes, you know. We talk about that. We, you know, hold that to a high standard, high pride. And I want to start off this podcast talking about the pressures we as, you know, black males face to make it in the sports in general, you know. Um, we're going to let you start off with it, OG. Um, to me, the pressures is guys feel like if they don't make it, they fail. Uh, and when I say make it, mean on a pro level. Because it's like after you're done with college, if you don't make it pro, then you got to go back to where you're from. Now you think you're a regular guy again. And people start treating you like a regular guy again. And I think that's where a lot of us African-Americans be messed up in the head. Because you go from getting all this praise and everybody loving you and all that to you just another guy. And that's where you get an uh, identity crisis. That's when you see a lot of us athletes who... We've been taught our whole career, don't be soft. Hit hard in football. All this, don't be soft in basketball. You got a hamstring, fight through it. And then when you're done with sports, they just want you to forget all of that and be a regular person again. What I mean by regular person, you could be soft again. You don't know all those things. So a lot of us, our mindsets are still attracted with sports, you know, so we be lost. That's why you see a lot of guys making doing stuff hitting women drugs and all that like we messed up because you took the one thing that we as African Americans think is our identity our sport you took it away so we'd be lost which day Ty this can man um I can agree with what T.R.E.'s saying but for also a lot of us it's just like like you're like the only hope to to make it out. That's that's the only that's the only thing that they're looking forward to. Like shit, I feel like even sometimes, like you see people that are like, man, we waiting on you to make it. We waiting on you to make it. Like everybody just looking for like that that sense of hope and you making it to the NFL. But really, make it or not, is going to school for free, getting that education. That's really making it or not. If we really talking about it, that's what we got to do as a black culture. We need to change that narrative that. It's, as I used to see that, that NCAA commercial, they say it's a million ways, it's more than one way to go pro, you know what I mean? So, like I say, making it or not is, is going to college for free, not having no debt when you graduate, getting a, getting a degree for, uh, for free. And if you're fortunate enough to, to get your master's while you're there for free, do that as well. That's making it or not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say with just being an athlete, I feel like a lot of us get lost in the culture of really just, we lose our identity. You know, we've been playing sports, for, I've been playing sports since I was three. And basketball is kind of like all I know. And um, Richard Jefferson once said that like basketball and sports in general, like your mental health is really like based upon how good or bad you perform. So say I go out and have a bad basketball game. You're going down. Yeah, the next week, like my whole my whole mental's messed up all because 
I'm thinking about you know, all the outside pressure, like what is my family thinking, what is Twitter thinking, like what are my, what are my teammates thinking, what are my coaches thinking about me? Because there's so many pressures that you know, we don't talk about that can deal with uh, an athlete's mental health. So I feel like there's an identity crisis. I used to struggle with that before I gave my life to Christ. Like, I was only up and down. Like, I was as high up as I was in basketball, and if I was down, I was down mentally. You know what I'm saying? And it affected so much off of the court. I was only on the court for you know, three hours a day. Yeah. It would affect the rest of my 24 hours. I just feel like for us as like black males, when you upbringing, nobody talks about the profession as far as like a career. It's only about sports. Nobody's like, oh, you can be a doctor, you know, push them to be that. Oh, you can be a lawyer, do this, that. It's all sports. Nobody talks about any different sports. When I go back home, how's sports going? Ain't nobody really talking about school. And they ask about school, they're like, really, let's talk about the sports side. And you know, you talked about on the mental health as far as like the performance factor. I know for you guys at a professional level, like it's really a business then. So it's like, I gotta do this. I gotta do this at a high level because it's not just me, it's my family, my friends, what are these people thinking about? And I feel like for us, we're at such a, I wouldn't say a disadvantage, but as far as like the perception on us is, oh, if they're not making the pros, they're a failure. So we really need to change that stigma that we've got going on. And then that has a lot to do with the circle we keep. Like you can't be friends with everybody. And that's the biggest thing I thought about prepping for this interview, especially with you guys. You guys are older. Talk about like the importance of keeping that small circle and everybody can't be your friend, especially if you're trying to get to that level. I I would say you are with your circle. If you're the smartest one in your circle, that's bad. Mm -hmm. And... I know I'm 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 far from it, and I would like to think I have a great circle, and my circle consists of some blood family, and some guys I met in college, some guys I met in the league, but those guys and women impact me the most, and I just feel like us as as we're tricked, like we trick, we're tricked. And we're not tricked by other races. We tricked by us. Yeah, like we trick ourselves into believing football is the only way, basketball is the only way. Like we can't keep putting that off on other races. It's been going on too long. Like we can control that. And we, us in here, we can control that. Like that's what I like to talk to the guys about. I don't talk to them nothing about football. Even though I played in the league, did all that good stuff. I don't talk to them about football. I talk to them about real life. Like, man, how could we start getting you some credit? Yeah. Coach, what I need credit for? You'll find out when you leave, but let's start on it now. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, it's, it's more so of me helping, us helping young men understand real life. Like, football, like, I was done in the league, played till I was 29. When you get 29, you old, you old as dirt in the NFL. Like, they look at you like you're 50. So I was done. I mean, I still got 60 more years to live. Like, what if I would have just not prepared myself to do nothing after ball? You know what I'm saying? What if I would have thought football was just everything, which I do. I still do think football is everything. But what if I wouldn't have had no kind of other plan? I'd have been done at 29 and just lost and that's what's wrong with our young men. They're lost. They're lost because you got some of these guys, the game get taken away at 21. Like, only you got 100 people on the team. Every year, only two going to the NFL, if that. So 
And in the NFL, when you is in the NFL, every year have 700 new people coming. So that means 700 got to leave. So it's, it's if you keep tricking yourself and everybody around you to think that sports is the only way to make it, mm-hmm. you fail. You fail. That's our perspective there, and we definitely need to change that stigma. You talk about the new waves of guys coming in every year, especially in the college level, and we're looking at the thing, the transfer portal now, and there's a lot of voices, a lot of opinions on it, but in this circle, what, what do y'all think about it? You think it's a pro or you think it's a con? Start with you, Dylan. With having a small circle or having a big circle? No, no, no. The transfer portal in itself, do you think that's a pro or do you think that's a con? Um, you know, I've been blessed to come in college early enough. I think it's kind of a con. You know, I look at, you know, just the freshman classes that after the, the 2020, 2021 kind of COVID scenario, um, a lot of freshmen kind of got screwed. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And if I didn't really, I didn't commit to Auburn until, you know, May of my senior year. I was kind of late. But, you know, for the class after the 2021 class, it was very hard for those, fr- uh, for those seniors, those rising seniors, to get scholarships because they were all taken by returners that were fifth year, sixth year seniors because of COVID. So, you know, in that perspective, I think, think of it as a con because it takes a lot from, you know, high school kids. Mm-hmm. But then again, uh, also, you know, coaches want a more mature, like now they have the, uh, the ability to go to the transfer portal. They want a more mature, someone's already developed rather than investing in a, a freshman that doesn't know what he's doing, yeah. doesn't know the system, doesn't know how college works. But, you know, that's that's the pro. But at the end of the day, like, some people are having to go to JUCO. Some people are having to go the, the hard route when their talent is good enough to go Division One. So I'm not really a fan of it, but it does give guys an opportunity to, to keep climbing the ranks because you can go from JUCO to D2 to D1, and it's easier. Y'all seen Last Chance U? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The little basketball, mm-hmm. that, that thing. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. But I, when I was watching, I was like, dang. I was watching my friends. Yeah. I was like, dang. Like, a lot of those guys had to go JUCO because yeah. they weren't. One getting the, recruited because they was like, oh, it's after COVID. They had no scholarships, things like that. I was like, damn, that's a bad position to be in. Like, yeah. thinking about it, that's just hard. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, the dude named DC, we were at the uh, NBA Top 100 camp together. And, like, that's a camp for, like, the top yeah. 100 people in the nation. And he was, he was hooping. Mm-hmm. And, like, in my opinion, he was good enough to sustain at a Division One level. But, like you said, like I said earlier, because of those scholarships were taken away, given the older guy, he just wasn't given that opportunity. So, for some people, for obviously the transfer people in the transfer portal, <laughs> It's a blessing, mm-hmm. but for the people that are not in college yet, it's a curse. So it can go either way. So, so you guys are in the recruiting sector, so let me let y'all speak on that. What do y'all think? <laughs> I mean, I think it's, it's just like anything else in life. It's pros and cons to it all. Uh, some guys hit the portal, and they don't find a home. Yeah. So it ended up being, they're being worse. So now, they, now you're jumping in the deep end with all these people, mm-hmm. and you can't find a new home. So... That's bad there. And then sometimes a guy could simply need a change of scenery. Let's look at Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow went to Ohio State first. Yeah. Didn't play. Then went to LSU and now, now, we see, now we see what he's doing. Like probably one of the, arguably one of the best teams to ever, to ever play college football. And first round pick. Went to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? So I think the, the transfer portal definitely has its pros and cons. Yeah. But you... Um... I'm with y'all. It definitely have its pros and cons. To me, it depends on who you are. It depends what coach you are. How you, it's how you look at it. Yeah. If you coach Freeze right now, you pros. You need that. You need, yeah. it. You need, you need that. it. Like, you need yeah. it. And you need it because, one, you can flip your whole roster. Like, look at LSU. Like, last year, them boys hit the portal hard and they ended up making it to the SEC championship. Mm-hmm. Like, Ole Miss. Ole Miss was good. Like Kiffin loved that portal. 
He why was, not? He be living in. He, he got a thing and say, "Come to the silk." <laughs> like, like why? Like why not love the poor? Like you could get a guy who was the. You basically could get a guy who was the man in college football on your team the next year, and he come in. Like USC got Caleb. He's a prime. Well, he was. He was the man at Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. Like he just won the Heisman over there. You so think we're gonna start seeing like super teams. In college because yes. of the portal? 100%. Oh, yeah. You're going to see the super teams when you start seeing the super money. When the, when the folks start putting out the money, if I, I, hate to, I hate to speak on them, but if a and would have won this year, like if they would have went to the SEC, mm-hmm. and the folks who invested in that class last year, they would have looked at it like, oh, we got to. We got to. We got to do it again. Push out that I money. Think, I think it makes sports uh, more competitive. Like you see, like, it kind of shook up the college football playoffs. And, you know, like I would have never suspected in a million years that TCU would be a competitive no football program. No way. You know, especially how, you know, Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama, and Georgia dominated the past, you know, five, six, seven, eight years in college football playoffs. You know, NIL gives you a chance to, like, build a better team that you couldn't attract just with the campus. You get what I'm saying? Or just with the campus life and what you have to offer. You have something else to offer. It's more incentivizing. And it allows you to build a better team that you couldn't have built in the past. Yeah. But I guess that's what people are saying, like, college can be like pros. It's starting to get like pros. But also, I feel like, you know how they be like, the grass ain't always green on the other side. You talked about, it was like a thousand athletes when the portal first dropped that was in the portal. Everybody not going to be at a college next year. 920 of them still in there right now. That's crazy. So I'm just saying, like, is it worth it? Because, you know... Like you talked about the little stigma we had earlier, you know, growing up, I'm sure you heard, you know, finish what you start. And, you know, you mentioned Joe Burrow. That's a good situation. You know, he wasn't necessarily playing at Ohio State. Then he changed his whole dynamic of his career. But some people may need to wait their turn, wait it out. Like Bama, all those guys, especially in the quarterback room, they weren't playing when they first got there. Like Mac Jones, prime example. He was in the back burner. He waited his time, he had one year, then he's in the league. So where do we draw that line between waiting your turn and, okay, I need something new? Shoot, that, I feel like that's picking off what you said. It's depending on who you are and, yeah. and like, it's life lessons. Like, when we was in school, it wasn't no portal. So you had to grind to get there. So, like, are we, it's like, like I say, go hand, neck and neck. Like, are we teaching people to just give up, give up? Because when you get in the real world, what you going to do, quit when you don't like your job, when you don't like your boss? Yeah. So, like, that's, that's the, like, the gritty part. I feel like we're losing and young men right now because they got to come over here and compete. They're like, well, dang, I'm, I don't want to compete. I'm just going to transfer over here where I know I can play instead of saying, you know what? Ain't no transfer portal. Either I'm a, either I'm a, if I transfer to another D1, I'm going to have to sit out or I'm going to have to go down to another level like how it was when we was in school. What's up, buddy's name? Tate, um, what's that football guy's name? Tate Martell. Tate Martell. He's a prime example. Like, he was a fiend in high school. Yeah. Transfer every year. Didn't play. Then he had to retire. Like, that's yeah. a bad situation. The, 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 it, it, it really depends on who you are. Who you are, because you could look at Jamison Williams from Bama. Yeah, mm. Ohio who was State at Ohio dog. State was maybe one or two catches a game, and then show up in this league in the best league and go crazy. So a change of scenery sometimes is perfect, but not for everybody. Because you could change the scenery from seeing the green grass to. Seeing a bench, yeah. yeah, quick, you know what I'm saying. So it's especially the guys who chasing that money. Like, man, listen, stay down, man. Like these few thousands that you're getting, that's cool. Don't get me wrong, I'm all for it. Yeah, and I feel like at least should get paid. 
But bro, don't risk that. Don't risk your millions over that little thousand. Yeah. yeah. Like, we gotta see the bigger picture. And it's not just black, it's white, it's Mexican, it's everybody. Like, yeah. see the bigger picture. Before you jump in that portal and chase a bag, man, remember the real bag that you're chasing. Yeah. I like if I you, NIL, NFL. Yeah, <laughs> in the NFL, dog. Like that's that's the real bag. That's the bag that could get mom out the hood. Mm-hmm. The NIL bag could keep the lights on. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So you is it's, it's really a mindset and it depends on what situation you come from is if you're going to chase that bag. If your folks struggling right now, man, go get that bag. Yeah. I would encourage you to go get it. Mm-hmm. But if your folks straight, man, lock in and let's get this money yeah. the real way. I look at it as like, I feel like we as athletes have to come to college with a different perspective. Like, obviously we're going to be here for four years, but we shouldn't choose a school just for four years. Like, we should choose it for a lifetime. And when I went to that NBA Top 100 camp, um, one of the guys said, uh, do you want to choose a four-year school or a 40-year school? And, like, you look at the Auburn family, they're going to ride for you. But if I were to transfer tomorrow just because I was frustrated about playing time, i lose that. You know what I'm saying? They take and, them jumbo transfers. Yeah, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, so when these dudes transfer, like, you're not going to trans- transfer to a school that's going to ride as hard as you. You know, some, some guys get lucky, like Jamison Williams, he gets lucky. Like, he got lucky. And Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Like, not everybody's going to have that insane success story. So when you, when you transfer... You lose all that. Like, you can't go back to that school and get a yeah. job. It's not going to be hard for you. It's gonna, you're going to lose all those connections just because you, could, you couldn't wait it out one or two more years. Yeah. Like, you wanted that instant gratification. Like, I'm a portal guy myself, but I did it after I graduated. Yeah. Like, you talk about making right those away. connections, mm-hmm. making yeah. those lifelong, not just for the four years type thing. And it, was more, it wasn't like, oh, I'm not doing this. I was a man at Sanford. Yeah. Like, right. it was something I want to level up. I want to, you know, challenge myself more. And I think, it, like you said, it's about who you are, your perspective, what is your priority? Like you talked about, you don't, uh, if you want that lifelong thing, you need to go for the NFL bag, not the NIL bag. And so I just think it's something that needs to be talked about. And we need to think about, you know, giving that advice for people to think about before they make that move. Because a lot of people in that portal are trying to make that move. And especially now, we can look at the topic of the Deion Sanders thing. He goes to Colorado, immediately goes into that meeting and is like, hey, I got guys coming in. You guys need to get out. What's y'all thought process on that? What's yeah, it, it just rubbed me the wrong way. Like when he said, that, "Like my guys coming are, are Louis," and it kind of just said that, like he pretty much just told the room, "Y'all ain't Louis." Like no matter what you. He didn't say it though. Yeah, I read like our generation, we're reading between the lines. Like his generation, he could probably use it. Like as he's like he's probably trying to think of like he's coaching himself. Like oh man, this is gonna motivate me. If someone said I'm not like if someone said that he's bringing somebody Louis, I'm gonna prove to him I'm Gucci. You know what I'm saying? But we're not thinking like that. Like, in our generation, we probably going to think, like, oh, I'm not Louie? Like, well, dang, like, my feelings kind of hurt. Because, you know what I'm saying? Like, our generation is softer mentally than his. You get what I'm saying? Because we wasn't brought up how he was brought up. And that's why, I like, there's two sides you can take to it. Like, I didn't like how it was, you know, broadcasted for, you know, the world to see that he pretty much just said that his team is not Louie. You know what I'm saying? I didn't like that part. But I feel like if he was talking to himself in, in college, he probably ran through a brick wall. Like, I'm finna prove his dude wrong each and every day. That's probably what he was trying to, that was probably, he was really trying to get out of him. I just didn't like how it was broadcast because if I had a coach come in here his first day with all these, these, these cameras and stuff like that saying like, man, I'm gonna bring in somebody better than you, that's a private conversation. You get what I'm saying? And then like, now I gotta, now I gotta, you know, worry about my family calling me, thinking like, oh man, like who they bringing in over you? You get what I'm saying? Like, he just keep, like, they got my, you know how friends are at the lunch table. They're going to start trying, like, oh, you ain't Louie no more. Like, you got to go. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, 
I guess something that the athlete has to deal with. Like Dion just says that and drops it. it. It no longer has an effect on him. But for every kid in that locker room, like they're gonna start getting DMs and people are gonna start talking to him because like we live in an internet age where everybody can be talked to. And I can just go ahead and DM one of the players like, ah oh, man, ha ha, you ain't Louis. And I can start clowning him. And then we talked about mental health earlier. How do you think that affected their mental health? You get what I'm saying? Because we weren't brought up how Dion's generation was brought up. You get what I'm saying? So when someone says, I'm going to bring in Louie, we thinking like, oh, man, like we must be Walmart brand. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> great value. That's what I'm saying. Like, we must be great value compared to whoever he's bringing in. And then with the transfer portal, he can bring in Louie from everywhere, not just Jacksonville State. I think it just depends on the position, too. Like, granted, I feel like it's good for him to speak it directly to the, yeah. to the team as a whole. Like, hey, y'all got to get together, but I'm still bringing guys. I want y'all to know now. But the thing about, hey, your quarterback's over there. Yeah, quarterback coming. Like, everybody know when he's talking about Louie, he's talking about bringing Travis Hunter and all them guys. I don't feel like you can go ahead and say that's going to be my quarterback. We ain't did no winter workouts, no spring ball, ain't got to fall camp, no nothing like that. So, in a way, like, daddy ball can't be an effect at the college level, I don't feel like. And I feel like that's where he's kind of teetering that line. Go ahead. Go ahead. Nah, I, I agree. I agree with you. You got a good point, deal. I never looked at it like that. I looked at it from Coach Prime view, and the world is against me right now. The world want to see me fail for some reason. Why? Because it's Prime and he was so successful in football, but the world want to see him down. They never seen him down before, right? So when he left Jackson State and they didn't win, the world loved it, right? HBCU world loved it. Everybody, the reason why Prime took that approach, my opinion, he's like, it's revenge. I'm, I'm on a revenge tour. Like, I'm, I'm not here to play. I ain't here to save nobody's feelings. I don't care if that little kid in the back feelings hurt. So what? Leave. Like, my opinion. And he's like that. Why? Because his own people turned on him. Like, he's cut deep by Jackson turning on him. Mm -hmm. And you could tell in every interview, he still try to be the bigger man and speak positive and this, that, and the third. Man, the man was robbed. The man got stole from. The man mm -hmm. wasn't getting no money. Like They was taking stuff out of his locker. Out of his locker. Like, he, he on the internet asking them, man, can you please bring it back? Like, that's our junk driver have our plays on. Yeah. Things of that nature, like. Those same people who talking about him on the internet, they was nowhere to be found when that was going on. You know, so it's, man, we talked about it. This man put, hey, don't get me wrong, HBCU's been on the map. They, they been a, they, it's been a thing. I don't want no one to take this the wrong way and try to say we downplaying HBCUs. But what were HBCUs known for football-wise? Now, for as HBCUs is a thing. Mm -hmm. Football-wise, the classic. Yeah. Homecoming. The band. That's it. Just the, yeah. the, the band. You feel me? The band. That's it. That's the only halftime show. Halftime is game time. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, I, and that, that's, that's where Prime shifted the whole trajectory of HBCUs. Mm -hmm. That's why nobody like him. They screaming, he ain't swag. How? That's what I don't understand. He bringing all the different cultures. He talked about college game day. College game day is super hard to get at your school anyway. And he brought college game day the first time ever HBCUs. Right. Yeah. You gotta, How are they not looking at that as like a positive? They're like, looking at it as a negative. Oh, he left. 
So what he left? He put all the different <laughs> right. stuff for y'all. Like them guys on ABC, mm-hmm. CBS, ESPN. Man, before Prime got that, they was on ESPN forty. Yeah, yeah. ESPN Plus. They thirty nine. You couldn't, like, you couldn't watch it on. You couldn't watch it on TV. Yeah, you couldn't watch it on TV. Again, there's no disrespect to HBCUs. Man, you got to put some respect on Prime name, man. And I think what Prime is about to do at Colorado, he about to shock the world, man. And I, I wholeheartedly believe it. I, I wholeheartedly believe if they get the right pieces around his, his son and Travis Hunter and those guys, in that conference, they can run the table. It's not hard. Like, look at USC. You went from letting their coach go, hire Lincoln Riley, and was running the table. You know what I'm saying? Like, just like that. So, if you a DB, right? I'm going to Coach Prime. I'm telling like that. If yeah. I was a DB, I would go to Coach Prime. If anybody, if he come in my mama living room and tell me, you, I want you to come play for me, I'm going. Yeah, like, it's, it's I'm going. Even if the kid, even if the young 17-year-old kid don't know his favorite Corner is Jalen Ramsey. I understand it, but guess what? Your daddy's favorite corner was Prime. Nine times out of ten. You know, so it's if Prime come into your living room and telling you, man, listen, you Louis. That Louis I was talking about, you that. I'm going to Colorado. I'll take it's simple. Like it's simple. Like it's crazy the 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 backlash he getting for it, but Nick Saban left LSU. Nothing happened. He just came to Alabama and built a dynasty. Mm-hmm. Yep. You like, think you think they're gonna be able like his son and Travis Hunter, they leveling up. You think they're gonna be able to sustain that performance or elevate that performance at a level? I think Travis Hunter is the best football player in college. So why he didn't go to Georgia after the portal? Because he he could go any way he want, but he's going with the he, guy he who could, everybody he, thinks yeah. he's like. Yeah. yeah. You go to Georgia, you playing corner. That's it. Not both ways, not no, being sir. that star. For what? We don't need you there. I got I got another five star in that spot. Mm-hmm. You go to Colorado, you, he might play kicker punter. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, no, he could really play what he want. The dude is so athletic. Yeah, he could really play any position on the football besides line and all yeah. that. How much you think Travis Hunter weigh? Probably one seventy. Yeah, one seventy. He a, he a lightweight out there. Lightweight dog, dog though. Dog like when you think of football. You think of a Travis Hunter. When you think about an athlete, you think of Travis Hunter. Did y'all try to get him? Yes. I ain't try hard enough. We you was close. Been. We was close. You if you, if you look call back, me. Look, if, if Travis you, came to Auburn, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this. Call me. Give me the phone. Hit me out. When he committed, go see who the first hat he threw. He threw the Auburn hat. Said, I wanted to go here, but I ain't going here. Do it. Boom. We didn't do the Georgia. Man. We should have been in that recruiting yeah, table. Come on, dog. Had him he, right here on the show. When you talk, when you talk about sustaining, like, you know, going up levels, mm-hmm. like Dion himself said, like, the only difference between Power Five and, you know, everybody else the line, is the line. The line. Them, them jukers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's that's a difference. The difference. It's, it's just, oh, yeah. You got 350 pounds versus 250 pounds. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I feel like there, there's not going to be any drop-off between those. Two. Every, every skill position player is going to go from, you know, the SWAC to, what's that, Pac-12 or whatever? Mm-hmm. Pac-12. Not gonna be much of a drop off because, like, at the end of the day, anybody can run a route. You know what I'm saying? But when it comes to that strength and this like pure strength, obviously the line can't sustain. You know what I'm saying? So, I feel like I got a lot of faith in them guys. Ain't some people leaving the Pac-12 too? 
So they're really yeah, about so, to run the table. Uh, I don't think this year, though. Not this year? Yeah, but if he, USC he, and uh, UCLA going to the Big Ten. I was like, he's going to be there. I give him four years there at least. I give him one to two. He'll be in the championship. Championship? Pac-12? Pac-12? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I yeah. give him one to two. And I love this. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going on table. I'm willing to bet he go there this year. Mm. I don't know. Oregon still in the Pac-12? Yeah. Yes. Is Utah QB? I didn't say he's going to win. I say I, say I give him one to two. He's going to go. He's going to go. I don't, I don't know, know if he's going to win it. I don't know how. It's I mean, Oregon's still a big. Oregon's still a big dog out there. They still a big. Are dog. USC and Oregon on the same? You know, out of the Not Okay, they're opposites. Mm-hmm. Utah's still over there though. Utah was pretty good. Yeah, Utah. Utah that's what I'm saying. I, I feel like I don't know if he can win it, but I feel like he can go in the first two years. I think he'll go. I think he's gonna change the culture because they they were sorry. You can only go up. Yeah. And he ain't gonna go like zero and nine or whatever. Right. So I think it is only gonna be up. But like you said earlier. If I'm any DB or any really prospective player transitioning or coming out of high school, I want to go play for him. Yeah. Especially with I know I'm going to get this media attention. I'm going to get some good coaching. He ain't bringing nobody in there sorry. No. And I'm going to get challenged. And I'm going to have a – it ain't going to be an easy way. I'm going to have to work. Yeah. But it's a straight path I know if I want to get to the league because everybody's coming to see who Prime has. And, right. like, to pick it off, piggyback off what, off what you said about, like, the, uh, about how he did it public – that ain't no different than what any other college coach do, except his is just magnified because he prime and it was yeah. on t- it was on TV. But new coaches come in, what you think they tell them, boy? Yeah, what you think Mel Tucker? Mel Tucker, his first year at Michigan State had like thirty transfers. Mm-hmm. So what you think he told them all them boys? Yeah, I think indirectly. I think for Colorado, like having Coach Prime there, like mentally, will make them a different will make them a different team. Like you look at Auburn, like that was two teams with Harson and Cadillac. You know what I'm Way. saying? So I don't know who their old coach was, but imagine what Dion can do for them mentally. Like all he has to say for get them hyped, get my theme music. Them boys gonna go, <laughs> them boys gonna go crazy. Like, but it's all about who's leading you. You know what I'm saying? So I don't care how great. I don't know Dion is a coach at all, but I know as someone they can <laughs> get my theme music. <laughs> you got me there because you, you seen the band. Get my theme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying though. Like that team mentally is probably already a different team than what they were with the old coach. Like all it takes is the person that's leading you. The culture definitely changed that Colorado, bro. Oh, yeah. Them people waiting on him to get off the airport, off that plane. Yeah. They Man. they know what time it it's is. It's already sold out. Mm-hmm. Man, they he, they. they Bro, would the listen? It don't matter where he went. If you'd have came here, oh. if you'd have went to Alabama, <laughs> if you'd have went to LSU, it wherever he went, the cameras was coming with him. Marketing genius. Like he's so smart. And he like, put people on. That's why I don't like how they talk about he abandoned. He literally getting people jobs. Opening gateways. He took that. He taking that reporter with him, bro. The dude that oh, he yeah, he's funny. He's the same boy. He taking him with him. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, Co-pride, Co-pride. yeah, yeah. He he taking that dude with him. So like he really, one person really changing the game. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Like but like he, the everything. Him going to Bethune Cookman. He wasn't doing that before Prime did. Even with that reporter, we wouldn't have known who he was if it wasn't for Dion. Like now that boy can like probably that boy, he's probably worth war now. Just because he's associated with Dion, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like Dion's bringing up more people than we can even fathom. Yeah. The difference is this: where the the Ed Reeds and the whoever they bring in to be those HBC, be you, bro. If you not no guy who gonna dance in the locker room and say, "Give me my theme music," man, don't try to do that. Yeah. Because the moment you try to do that on camera, they are gonna say you're trying to be like Dion, and the moment you don't win. 
the faster they're gonna get rid of you. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's man, you better be yourself. You you better not go in there time I give you your theme music and you lose by 40. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna give you your theme music, hit the road, Jack. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but I like I like how strategic Dion was though. Cause remember he got asked, like, when y'all gonna play Alabama? Like he knew not our guy's not ready. He yeah, ain't not, stupid, bro. Man, like and then he changed the perspective about those away games. Like he talked about how UCLA was spending, like UCLA versus Alabama State. Like you're losing money for going out there. You know that your, your two charter flights, you know, hotel stays and food. Like you're not like they're paying you a check, but you're losing that check plus more because you got to bring two flights with the band. You know what I'm saying? Like he he brought a lot of stuff that I didn't know to attention. Like you know, you know what I'm saying? Like you heard about you know these guys. You know, let's say UCLA paying a million dollars to an HBCU to come out there and play. I didn't realize that, like they were losing money in the process. So he put a lot of us, you know, non-football players on games. So I can't imagine what he's doing in the locker room about letting them. Even when he brought in um, Brittany Renner, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, that was a good interview, bro. First yeah. off, she fine. Second off, <laughs> I'm just beyond. Second off, get that in there. Yeah. Second <laughs> off, she put them on game, bro. That's- just like. You gotta watch that interview. No, you had that's real. I did. Like, yeah, I did. No I college that. coach is doing that. You get what I'm saying? Like. It takes yeah. like like Marquise Daniels, like it takes people like that that have known been in the game to tell you that stuff. Like like Reed sat me down and really told me how the game works. But, but like if it wasn't for these like these ex pros coming back to school and putting us on the game, we really wouldn't know. Yeah. So then we're going to the, the pros and NBAs and the NFLs of the world and we see the shorty that, that likes us, we don't we we're blinded. Like we don't know if she's doing this for our money because we never had you know, we were never taught that experience through somebody else. You get what I'm saying? So he's putting people on game. And that's what we talked about earlier with just like the perspective of like, oh, I'm just going to make it to the league. It's a lot of other things that come with that. Mm-hmm. And if you're not prepared, you're going to fall out. Like them yeah. guys, the guys go broke. Them guys mm-hmm. only play for a certain amount of time. Like their only focus is playing. Yeah. There's a lot more to it than just mm-hmm. playing. Oh, yeah. And so we got to be put on game now. Mm-hmm. So when you And when you say put on game, guys need to realize, man, you have to be a pro before you become a pro. And that's that should it should start in high school, but just in case it don't, it definitely got to start in college. Cause in college, dog, all of us before all this NIL stuff, we was we had that scholarship check, and that was it. We made it do what it do. I know I was fresh. I had <laughs> I had all the J's yeah. off the scholarship check, right? So you giving these guys all this money now. Like, you don't know what to do with it. Like, what are you, like, what are you doing? Yeah, I think NIL is setting 75% of all college athletes up for failure. Yes. I ain't going to say, fa- no, I ain't going to say financial, financial failure. I'm going to tell you why. Because, look, most guys not going to go to the NFL. They're going to make more money now in college than they do in a, in a professional life. But no one's talking about, I think that's facts. Yeah, that and so I think that's where we're setting guys up wrong. Like, everybody not going to the NFL. But while you got this NIL deal now, you better make like that. Like it can be life changing, especially if you save it. You better when you get out in the good, day, when you yeah. get out in the real world. You ain't go. You ain't got to struggle. You ain't got to yeah. live paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. But now a guy he making making all this bread a month now. He get out and now he only making fifty grand his first year. Like working, he not gonna know what to do. Me personally, like with these scholarship checks, and NIL checks, I'm saving it now. Like, I'm, I'm breaking off some, getting shoes like you talk about, doing different things, but I'm saving a lot of that because I know when it's out, like, a lot of guys not going to know what to do when that check ain't coming. Mm, they gonna, yeah, not going to have to operate. Yeah. So, 
I'm trying to think about it smarter now, but not everybody has that. That's why it needs to be more than just about them X's and O's. It needs to be about their credit score, like you talked mm-hmm. about. Some Which financial, you, like, some financial yeah, literacy, like something some got to. Because too got, many of us are we're irresponsible and we're financial. Like we, yeah. don't, we don't understand. Anything. We get we get taxed nil, and that hasn't been hammered home enough. Like I know, eighty percent of my teammates are not going to be paying taxes this year. You get what I'm saying? Just because they're not. Financially, and they're spending all the bread, and not that's a whole other issue. You're not going to have no money after that. Exactly, that's not even an issue. They ain't got the. Not not having the money, they ain't got the money to pay them taxes. Yeah. Uncle Sam they gonna, here. They gonna yeah. spend more than they have because they're like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. so used to having this come in. Mm-hmm. Say you don't make it to the NBA or the NFL, you so used to that lifestyle, it's gonna be hard for you to switch. And like that's like you talk about being a pro before you're a pro, you gotta be a pro financially before you're pro. You gotta, you gotta everything. You gotta and understand. Everything comes full circle. Mm-hmm. How you talk about mental health? Yeah, I ain't making all this bread now. Now oh, yeah. Now I'm back square one. My mental health ain't right. You know, so I think that's all good, bro. And that's why I like this show. One of a kind POV, bro. I'm <laughs> telling you. All right. We talked a lot about DBs this whole time and Deion Sanders. T. Reed, we're coming to you first with the first Dropbox question. Talk. Give us your top five DBs of all time. My top five or the top five? We don't want to hear any views of here. <laughs> so you want to give us a top five. They ain't got to be in order. Deion Sanders. A. Reed. Richard Sherman. Sean Taylor. Darrell Reeves. That's a nice top five, though. <laughs> <laughs> lie, that is a nice top five. I was surprised with the, with the, uh, with the Richard Sherman one. Yeah, new Richard guy. Sherman really number one on my list. Mm. That's why I say if it's my list, Richard Sherman would have been number one. And the reason why... It's because I mimicked my career off of his. He was a receiver, turned DB. Okay. Went to the lead, tall, lanky. Mm-hmm. Nobody didn't think he really could play dreads. Like, <laughs> he fit he, he fit in my description. So I always told myself, like, I wanna be like him. I wanna be like that guy. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And then when I was able to be in the room and play on the other side of him, it was it was like How did he think the game? Like was like what was it like seeing that? Bro, he made I learned so much football. Like from me playing offense, then switching to defense, I kind of thought I knew it all. I'm like, okay, I know exactly what they're gonna do on offense. I play offense my whole life. When I got with Richard Sherman and he taught me how to study, mm-hmm. picks came so easy. Yeah. Like I seen stuff coming way before because in football, they'll set up a play, you know, they set up a play five plays before. Yeah. So they'll do a reverse, right? In your mind, you like, okay, when this dude come, they doing the reverse. Yeah, that's when that's what they want you to think. Yeah. And he come running over there, you come flying up for the reverse, then the pass coming. We'll so it's out. when when he started, like, hey, all right, when that dude wanna run something to the outside, he switches feet. Little tendencies. So I'm like, so I'm watching Julio, who is one of the greatest of our generation. Julio, every time he run an out route, he switches feet. I'm like, okay. Mike Evans, anytime he taking the outside release, he come up, he put this knee, he turn it in. Like, damn, you paying attention to all that. Like, I'm just going out there playing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a guess. Yeah. If I'm right, I'm right. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. So I'm out there guessing. He made me really understand the game and what these guys wanted. And once I seen what they wanted, I took it away. 
And that's why I always clown with tying those boys. Man, I played eight years a corner. I never gave up a touchdown. Never. Never even close. And it was all because of what I learned. It wasn't because of I'm more athletic than – man, one, I'm not more athletic than Tyreek Hill. He's way faster. He's swoller. He's stronger. All that. Played him. He had, what, about three catches for, like, nine yards. Clamp. So it's like – and this was the – this was <laughs> – this was the young Tyreek. This was the return of Tyreek. Yeah. I would love to see my mindset that I had when I played against the new Tyreek. Mm-hmm. He's very skilled. He would probably get me some plays, but I'm going to get him too. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to get him off of what I've learned. Like, it won't be I'm going to just line up and try to run with this man. He yeah. going gonna to score every time. <laughs> Tyreek, we're going to get with your people. T. Reed, we're going to get your people. No, no, no. We ain't gonna do <laughs> Not that. now. I'm going to the game. Hey, no, we ain't hey, doing no, no, that. No, no, no. We're going to make this happen. No. Yeah, yeah, we're going to make this happen. Look hey, at me. Tyreek. Let's go. Hey, hey, send us some of your soul runner gear, too. Hey. Hey, Tori is a soul runner athlete. Tori, you see this? She's going to be on the show, too. She's a soul runner athlete. We're going to mm-hmm. get that gear. Tyreek, we get your shout Tyree. out now. We need some gear coming at you. And hey. we're going to line it up with, with T. Reed. Yep, yep, yep. Nah. Ty. Yes, Ty. Hey, Tyreek, you got to race Ty. <laughs> Line it up In a 40 Line it In up. a 40 Listen Alright Ty We're going to come to you next With a question Who is the GOAT of GOATs? You got Lionel Messi Serena Williams Muhammad Ali Tom Brady Michael Jordan First off Hold on time How you leave LeBron James out? Look here Look here How I almost jumped cr- jump across the couch James <laughs> Guys Guys This is a question That was submitted so I'm running with it. Mm. All right. Just roll with it. Okay, well. You can only pick one. I'm sorry I don't watch soccer. So Messi, you out. Messi. No disrespect to you. No disrespect to anybody. Okay. Because they're on this list for a reason. Yeah. But if we being real, it's either got to be Brady or Serena. Uh, Jordan. Yeah, what? Oh, you got to keep saying or. No, no, no. You can pick one. All right, my bad. I'm, look, I'm a LeBron fan. No disrespect to Mike. So None of them. We go only, pick, only got to pick one. Yeah. I got to go Mr. Seven Rings. That's hard to do, man. And I ain't taking nothing away from the other sports, but to win seven Super Bowls, seven Super Bowl rings on like I'm Tom Brady. Where's the Boston <laughs> Richie? I'm going with you, Tom. Tampa Tom, baby. Okay. One of his Super Bowls, the score is nine to three. Doesn't matter. Doesn't win matter. Is a ring. It, 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 don't, it don't say... Oh, it doesn't say 9 to 3. Bowl, but the score is 9 to 3. It does say 9 to 3. Okay. And, does your and, wait, say hold regular hold season champ? Hold yeah, on. Since 15 to 3. That's our record. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. What about the other one when he was down 28 to 3? Yeah. Probably had 28 to 3 on that one too. I'm just saying. One of well, them. No, he was down. See, I know. Came, came back. I know. He's talking about came back. You the last one, man. Yeah. You can start one, bench one, cut one. You got Shaq, Kareem, and Wilt. Okay. Well, if this, if this is my team... I'm choosing prime Shaq to start just because, like, he, he's probably – he should have been the first unanimous MVP mm-hmm. before Steph was even considered. Like, you look at his 2000 season, the dude had almost every accolade you could possibly get. You know what I'm saying? And for him to be seven feet, 300 pounds, and running the floor faster than anybody on the court, like, he is a physical specimen. So him at his peak, I like him. Um, I would have to cut Wilt. Because his skill level is not there. You know what I'm saying? As yeah. far as, like, he can't just come down and just bully Shaq. Obviously, you hear, like, he's fa- probably faster than Shaq, can jump higher than Shaq. 
but I, I don't think Shaq's going for that. And then I have to just bench Kareem just because I've never seen a prime Kareem. Obviously, leading scorer all time, you get what I'm saying? He about to get passed. Yeah, he about to get passed by the goat. By the real goat. Yeah. LeBron James. LeBron James. <laughs> LeBron James. LeBron, James. LeBron, James. <laughs> LeBron you might go. Don't worry about nothing. It's least. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I'd start, start Shaq, bench Kareem, and cut Wilt. Okay, that's solid. That's solid. Well, no questions for me, guys. I appreciate y'all being on the show today. Make sure y'all subscribe to the channel, like this video, comment on the video, five-star rating, whatever you listen on. And we're going to catch y'all for the next one. Hey, the merch dropping soon, as y'all can see. So y'all stay on the lookout for that. We out of here.